0: Skitter, skitter,
1: skitter pal meow meow. Welcome to the plug with Bushy. Sin in the mountain Man. Later, now, now. Welcome to The Plug, with Bushy,
2: Sin, and the Mountain Man.
1: Well hey alright, and welcome to another edition of The Plug, with Bushy, Sin, and the Mountain Man. Uh, episode 33, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite Christmas music as Christmas at the Plug continues. And I have to say, I am honored, humbled, and so happy to have a very special guest with us uh, this week. Mountain Man, how you doing? Skitter pal, meow meow. Cannot complain, brother. What about you? I'm doing well. Should we say hello to our special guest? Just right out of the bag and just get the suspense out of the air.
3: Just just get it over with. Rip, rip that bandaid just right off air
1: absolutely uh, <laughs> <laughs> this guy is known far and wide we have with us we're very honored to have with us the great pod father himself mr. Ken Mills thank you so much for coming on how you doing sir I'm doing great it's a, it is definitely an honor to be here today thank
4: you very much for inviting me
3: all hours, brother trust me
4: I realize that I have finally arrived.
1: <laughs> see I, I was thinking the opposite here he's you know he's a, your, your reputation might talk take a shot but we're about to get some clout damn it Uh-oh.
3: yeah well, <laughs> well wait a minute i think i got an extra pair of waiters over here he might <laughs> he is plugging down low so
1: right uh, right you're definitely breaking the uh you're scraping the bottom of the podcast barrel coming here but we uh we really appreciate you being here um it's kind of a dream come true you know uh Ken, tell us a little bit about what you do. You have, what, four, or five, 150 different podcasts?
4: Well, I was trying to figure out how many podcasts I've guessed on this year alone in, in 2017, and I think it's, it's in the 20s at this point. Oh, wow. It's kind of strange, but uh, apparently people like to hear me run my big mouth. Uh, I've been a podcaster for over 10 years now, going on 11 years, and... Uh, Didn't quite know what it was when I first started doing it. I was doing artwork for the podcast. I wasn't on the first three or four episodes. And then I got high speed and I listened to my first podcast and I went, oh, this is radio. I can do that. Because as the old joke goes, I have a face for radio. So...
1: Ah, boy, do I hear you there. <laughs>
4: yeah, so then the, the first interview I did for the podcast, I got a hold of Bob Kulik, and we went for about 90 minutes, and it was really cool. And, uh, oh, from, wow. Fr- from then on, it, uh, it's been no turning back, and we went from doing the podcast, which is the longest-running KISS podcast, and I got kind of tired of talking about kiss at some point yeah, i love kiss i can talk about them for 11 years obviously right so sure but at some point you go there's more out there for me than this so then i started a cheap trick podcast and we've been documenting their history and that's a lot of fun and then i started zilch a monkey's podcast And that went like gangbusters. We had a lot of people. We've had all the three living monkeys on there so far. And people from the monkey universe. And it's just insane the amount. I mean, we do like 30 shows a year with that just on the monkeys. Who would have thought after four years, you know, you'd run out of something to talk about. But there's always something to talk about in the world of the monkeys. And some of that is not just the monkeys, but the culture that's been built around them. Same with KISS, right? We talk about everything from KISS tribute bands to KISS albums to KISS toys, comics, everything. Movies, what have you. So then we started another one called POP, a pop culture podcast, which really... Is the new baby, and that allows me to talk about anything and everything that I want to. And, the and topic, I'm a yeah.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I, I definitely did mean to interrupt. I just want to say I'm a huge fan of Pop. I really enjoy that show.
4: Well, I think it's a different kind of show, period, in podcasting, because in some ways it's like a variety show. You don't know what you're getting every download, right, or every stream. It's a different sure. show each time. Uh, we've done everything from talking about television to movies to different genres of music to comedy to, well, everything. Anything that floats our boat. So I look forward to uh, that continuing on. And we started doing something where we just open up and play music and have some fun. That's that's kind of a neat uh, thing, too, because I, I love radio so much. I think it's sad that radio is in the state that it is, but... Radio, being the state that, 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 it, that it is in, has led to, I feel, the birth of the podcast. So, it's a good thing.
1: Absolutely.
4: Because really, with podcasting and the internet, you can make whatever radio you want. If you want to hear someone talk about gardening, there's a podcast out there for that, right? Sure. If you want to talk about uh, being a better library leader... There's a show out there for that. Anything that you can imagine, being a Star Trek and how it relate, uh, being being a Star Trek fan and how it relates to the Bible, it's out there. There's there's something for everybody. So all you have to do is do a search and something will come up, and you can program it however you want. You are in control. And almost all podcasts are free. So yay, podcast. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a. Uh... It's a genre, if you want to call it that, or a, uh, a, a media point, I guess, maybe. I'm trying to come up with a word that I didn't know that I would get into. Right. I, was, uh, I was actually asked to come do it. And um, my partner there, Mountain Man, we're longtime friends. And our other partner, who's on a sabbatical right now, you know, they, they approached me with this idea. We discussed it. And like pop, although I didn't realize it's almost the same idea, we, we talk about whatever. We never know week to week. Until we discuss it, you know, prior to recording what the discussion is going to be. We didn't want to hit that music niche because everybody's already done that better. Right. Yeah. You know, the
3: thing with uh, Bushy, though, he kept wanting to push the Britney Spears, Christina (laughs) Aguilera aspect of it. And we just told him no, just absolutely no. Oh,
0: baby, (laughs) baby.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I can see Bushy saying. Let's let's have Bushy talk about Britney Spears for an hour. Good lord, <laughs> I don't I don't think that would happen very well. <laughs> All I could talk about is that schoolgirl outfit from the original video that I just felt dirty because I didn't know if she was old enough.
3: The the bad part is you could probably spend about an hour and a half, two hours just on that schoolgirl outfit.
1: Possibly, possibly.
3: Well, actually, I think if someone's going to
4: talk that long about it, they should be wearing the same outfit as well. That way it's all equal.
1: You know? Absolutely. You Maybe know what? I could not agree more. Maybe we should go to a video format and we could make that happen.
4: You know, we could talk about how uncomfortable the damn thing might be, right?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. How do you sit down without your stuff showing with the skirt so high? You know? I mean, walking
4: to Starbucks wearing that if you're a guy, chances are you're going to get some eyes. So, Absolutely. Yeah. A little.
1: <laughs> oh, baby, well, you might get, baby. <laughs> the, the mountain man lives in a different part of the country. He might get some, uh, some different kinds of looks. Where I am, they might not even turn their head twice. <laughs> Hot. <laughs> All right, mountain man, how's your week?
3: My week? Well, same old, same old. I've been a little busy this week, especially with uh, mountain baby over here. So far, we've taken to... Uh, Christmas Parade, his first ever one with a group of people called Hunters Helping Kids. Uh, we joined them uh, around not long after uh, he was born because they ended up helping us be able to, as you could tell, yeah, he had to chime in on that one just now. Uh, we uh, ended up uh, uh, joining them because they helped us when he was born where he had some uh, problems they donated, or donated money to us uh, for us being able to stay in a hotel when he was born. So we've been members with that, helping young kids to try to stay off the bad path, stuff like that. Nice. Also, we took him to a little place up here called Tweetsie, and this year they are doing their uh, very first Christmas train ride, which I posted some pictures on Facebook, but she uh, ended up commenting on one of them. Basically calling him a, a little junior redneck because the outfit we had him in apparently every redneck wears.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I see it up here—the uh, plaid hats with the flappy ears, plaid shirts. That's that's called a, a you know a northern New York hunter, just to say.
3: Right, right, right. But other than that, it's been pretty good so far. Still got a few more plans coming up with him for Christmas to m- try to make it a, a decent Christmas for his first year. So <laughs> <can't> complain there.
1: <laughs> Outstanding.
3: Definitely it is anyway, Bushy. What about you? How was your week?
1: My week is a bit okay. Work wasn't too bad. Um, it's really been so not eventful, and I want to I want to get to the man of the hour because uh, my week, uh, yeah, not bad at all. Very typical work tomorrow Mr. Mills how was your week? We never get to talk with you so uh, how's everything going for you sir?
4: Well, getting ready for Christmas uh, you know the thing is is that I start like January 1st basically. Nice. I'm going to give every guy out there a tip. you ready? Yes if you if you if you have a loved one, Let's say let's say that you get a girl that collects something, right? Right. You get a gift bag that you know she's going to dig. You put it in the closet. And all year when you're at the store and you see something that she would like, something small, you get it and put it in that gift bag through the year. So that by the time it comes up to her birthday or that special day, whatever it is, you've got gifts that you've put thought into nice. the entirety of the year. So it's not like some guy running to Walgreens looking for something romantic in the candy aisle. You know, it's sure. not there. And you buy a Mars candy bar. It just doesn't work. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is how you do it. And and I, I feel that uh, there's that stone song, I'm going to walk before they make me run. I mean, uh-huh. you've seen me. You, you've seen me, Bushy. You, you have met me. You and I have occupied physical space. Yes, sir. Hot and uh, you know you you, you know I am a man of size and girth,
0: sure.
4: and uh, so to me I don't want to run at all. You know everything starts flapping and it's just not good. So <laughs> you walk before they make you run. So I, I start when when I see things. Amazon is my friend. I'm not saying that they should be sponsors of your show or anything, but man, they get that price alert thing when something drops. Right. Bang. Bought. Done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
4: <laughs> so the the only problem is you wind up having like mysterious packages all around the house hidden, and then you're like, sure. oh "God, where did I put that one thing?" And then, but the good thing is that you're pretty much ready. All the all the tough stuff's taken care of and done, and and, and that that's the good thing. But it's just work. This is a busy time of uh, year for me as far as work. I'm a graphic artist by by trade. Okay. So we're designing uh christmas stuff for 2019 oh wow now that may sound strange but right now the buyers that are buying are have already purchased artwork for next christmas like christmas cards christmas bags stuff like that sure in order to get that stuff made our, all of our stuff has to be done from basically october to the end of, or middle of december Gotcha. And then they place the order, and it comes on a slow boat from China and so on and so forth. But So so that's this is my busy time of the year, so I'm glad that I have the gift hack to uh, kind of take care of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a great idea. I, um, yeah. I, 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 I couldn't agree more. Uh, I have to take a lesson from the Ken Mills playbook. And start that next year is something I never thought of. Normally, I start in July or August, start seeing things and picking them up. But, man, starting right in January, anytime I'm out, is a great idea.
4: I'm telling you, man, if, if, if you love your people and you know them, just realize yeah, that, a, uh, you know, follow, follow the Ken Mills way. Men and women both will want to be you and will want you at the same time. So there you go.
1: <laughs> Where's the wisdom from the podfather himself? Sorry.
3: Well, that, that that is a fantastic idea, but see, here's my downfall.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: The mountain lady over here just sat and heard every word, and looked at me and said, uh, "No, you better buy me exactly what you know I want anyway, not through a year." So oh, yeah, you know, yeah, that, but that's but that's but, but, but you for me.
4: yeah, but you <laughs> get it, you get it along the way. You see what I'm saying? True, true, true. She's just
3: picking on me over here. Yeah. She's got a mountain baby, uh, just just over here being her normal self. So God yeah.
4: bless her. Tell her I love her. I have a crush on her already. <laughs> all he, right well you said
3: trust her honey she she, she before this is over with she'll probably be more in love with you than she is me so there you go i'm ready to go that that makes me happy
1: yeah absolutely <laughs> especially with that sultry voice it's hard to get past
4: oh yeah i've got that <laughs> voice for radio and uh, face for it so there we go
1: <laughs>
3: there you are
1: absolutely that, that's two of us anyway i'm just not at your level yet um we asked Mr. Mills on, uh, and, and again, thank you so much for taking the time, uh, to come on this humble little upstart show. Uh, as I said at the beginning, this is episode 33. I saw a post on Facebook, uh, several days ago uh, when I decided, you know what, this is what I'm going to reach out to, uh, Mr. Mills. Um, and it was a Christmas related post and, uh, you were sitting there with just this huge smile of joy on your face. Mm-hmm and through the uh, pop podcast and obviously pod kiss because I know you're a huge kiss fan um and, and you know uh cheap talk I you know I like cheap trick as well the monkeys one I haven't checked out I'm not real familiar with them but uh, I should probably do that anyway but through pop you've done those couple of radio episodes I was like man this guy has an eclectic taste in music as well and just plays whatever anybody asks him to play mm-hmm. the joy I saw in your face I was like if he likes music that much and likes Christmas that much I got to ask this guy on so we decided we would talk about some of our favorite christmas music and i'm just thrilled that you're here to do that because that's 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 a very strange niche genre of music am i right
4: well i'm going to say no really yeah uh christmas music can just be about the holiday it it can just be that you know, that's like saying that Christmas to you is something that happens for a week and then you tear the tree down and it's over. Christmas is my time of the year, and the things that I love about Christmas or believe about in Christmas, I try to make happen all year long. Does that make sense?
1: It it absolutely does.
4: Like I don't see the difference between John Lennon's Imagine and his Christmas song, for example. Really, well, because they really are about the same message, right? And
1: they—they you know, they, they certainly are. And I'm trying to correlate it in my head as you're as you're talking because I think of Christmas as that one time of year, and the reason it's my favorite time of year is that tends to be when people start acting right towards each other.
4: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, whether it's an old hippie song or whether it's, you know, whether you believe in a a god or deity or not, whether it's uh, Christian music or religious music or hippie music or whatever, uh, the, the best of it is about working together and coming together. And really, that's what Christmas is about, right? It's about being with loved ones. That's really what Christmas is about. And really, when you think about it, that's really what a lot of music is about music is about partying falling in love being with that person and that's what Christmas is about so it's really you know like some people would like say that it's just a segregated thing but it's really not it's it's I'd... you know Christmas should be something that's all year round that's like if you're like if you're a religious person I don't want to just see it on Sunday if you're if you're a, uh, you know, whatever you are, if you're a patriotic person, I just don't want to see it when we're arguing over the Dorito halftime coin flip or something. You know what I mean? (laughs) I want (laughs) to see it. I want to see it all of the time, you know, be the best version of yourself. And to me, there's, there's a heart to Christmas music. And I think that it's at some point we, I don't care how much of a badass you are like, like you Bushy with that big old beard and, you know, nobody's going to mess with you looking at you. But I know you tear up. I know you got a heart.
1: Oh, it's it's, it's sickening. <laughs> you know, I was, uh, and it's funny you say that. I was talking to my dad earlier today, and I, and I haven't talked to him in a couple months. I've had a lot of personal stuff going on. I stressed out. Last night, I heard some things from my woman that really turned me around. The things I needed to hear without knowing that I needed to hear them, I guess is the best way to put it. So I'm talking to my dad today, and uh, I, I was laughing because I'm talking about these Hallmark Christmas movies, okay? And, and I'm, I'm, normally I'm what you call a guy's guy. I like sports. I like action. I like violence. You know, I'm, I'm that kind of guy. Here I am, almost 43, teared up at these sappy Hallmark movies, and every <laughs> single one of them is the exact same. Every one of them. We all know the girl does not see the love of her life right in front of her as she's trying to date some jerk. And then by the end of the movie, she realizes he was always there the whole time and they live happily ever after. But I can't help it. I love this stuff. You ain't the only one. (laughs) I turned in my
3: man card last week. I done told you I I am a big sap for Christmas movies. But I won't lie, leading up to it, I love my little wifey and uh, little uh, mother over here to death. But they start around Halloween. With Christmas, so Christmas movies are a little bit of a breakaway.
1: <laughs> well, I uh, I think it's very profound what uh, what Ken said about trying to carry it with you all year. Um, I actually agree, uh, maybe not so much with the decorations all year, although if I could get away with my tree being up all year, I would definitely do it.
3: Um, I have photos in proof of me doing it this past year.
1: <laughs> nice, nice but uh the music um I, i'm with you on on the lennon thing i'm with you on the lennon thing because um, as i've been thinking about it i can see where I imagine and, and 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 the christmas song are basically they are talking about the same thing especially at that time uh in in john lennon's life you know at that time in our history um but some of them i don't know that i could do the rest of the year uh you know, with silver bells and things of that nature. It it starts to get. I'm not sure what the word is I'm looking for here, but some of it just wouldn't work the rest of the year. Do you know what I'm saying, Ken?
4: Mm-hmm. But we can we can talk about that. You know, oh. on on a song by song basis, right? So, well,
1: let's fire it up. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, oh, I just I cannot wait. And since you are our guest of honor, sir. Uh, I I would like you to give us... uh, I I believe we're going to do this in kind of a top five kind of thing. But maybe Uh not... We don't have to number them. What's what's a song near and dear to your heart that, especially this time of year, could be the rest of the year. I don't know. You've thrown me for a loop with that one. But this Uh time of year, what's a song that's really important to you?
4: Well... I've 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 actually cheated and I've done six, so I'm gonna cheat. But we'll. Well, go six, then. I've I, I've right. got
1: lots written down right. just in case.
4: I start saying I've got fifteen. <laughs> I'm going to put the Christmas song by Nat King Cole.
5: 292, although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to you.
1: All right, that is, uh, what
0: boy, do you I think so, of I that so, one?
1: That's an old standard. It's a classic. Um, my mother had the Nat King Cole Christmas album. I, I think that's a brilliant choice. It's a brilliant choice. Uh, not a huge fan of his daughter. Huge fan of him. And it, it's not Christmas without that particular version of that song. Because I've also heard the Carpenters version
4: which is good which is nice you know
1: it, it is it is but Nat King Cole to me that is the definitive version of that song and you
4: know you ever feel sorry for Chet just a little you know <laughs> Chet's nuts roasting on an open fire <laughs> yeah,
1: it's 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 got to be painful and it's or, and it's every year they keep doing hold
4: it hold on a second i just checked the lyrics that's chestnuts i'm i apologize If I've offended anyone out there, especially any Chet's, we don't (laughs) don't want that.
1: If there there are any Chet's left, they probably died in the late 90s, early 2000s. I don't think that name's been around for a while.
4: Chet's not roasting on an open fire. Ouch!
3: (laughs) It almost reminds me of the classic song. uh, I'm trying to remember who sang it, but... uh, the song was Big O Jet Air Liner. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember who sang it. S- S- Steve Down south, Down. Thank you. Thank you very much. Down south, we make fun of it when we get drunk. And instead of it being that, it's Bingo Jet had a light on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but and That's what happens to get a bunch of southern people up in the hills drinking moonshine. That's true. That's <laughs> exactly.
4: <true>. exactly. <laughs> Why lighten it? Um, uh, but, you know, there's the, the lyric, I'm offering this simple phrase from kids from 1 to 92. I know it's been said many times, many ways. Merry Christmas to you. That's that's beautiful, right? And it talks about the joys and the holidays, everything from Thanksgiving to the mistletoe. It's There's nothing not to like
1: about this song. Absolutely. And, it, it, and you're right. It hits just about every tradition there is, uh, all, all age groups. And that's a just a just an outstanding song, and like I said, that is my favorite recorded version. And uh, I'm, I'm glad you got it when I talked to you uh, about coming on here because that's what I'm looking for is 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 not just a song because everybody's done them, but those favorite recorded versions. Yeah, excellent yep. choice.
3: Yes, very.
4: And it was written by Mr. Mel Torme, The Velvet Fog, and Robert Wells. So, bet a lot of people don't know that. I mean, that's I that's did, amazing.
1: Yeah, I did not know Mel Torme nope. had his hand in that song.
3: Neither did I.
1: That's absolutely outstanding, uh, Mount Man, at number six.
3: Uh, wow. uh, sure, why not? Uh, this one's going to come. Uh, and I keep getting the name mixed up, Bushy. You might have to quote it correctly. Go ahead, and make fun of me. I don't care.
1: Yeah, I normally uh, have to translate.
3: Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, But this song has been recorded, I don't know in how many different ways, how many platforms, but my favorite version without lyrics, teetotally, totally but instrumental, I have to give this entire orchestra credit, but Trans-Siberian Orchestra, O Come All You Faithful.
4: Mm, That's a good one.
1: Absolutely. That's 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 a great one. Uh they're a lot of fun and I forget how many members of Sabotage are with that band. What is it, the guitar player, the singer, something something like that.
3: Yeah, uh, play, yeah.
1: A Great, great band. Uh man, they're playing around here. And I live in a part of uh, of New York had um I'm thirty minutes south of Canada. Uh I'm an hour north of Syracuse. I am way the hell up here. We don't get a lot of good shows. But for Trans Siberian to be coming to Syracuse I'm going to have to try to get there. Excellent. Well, all right. <laughs> my my number six is, um, it's a hymn, and, uh, it, but I like a very special, goofy version of it. Uh, me and the Mountain Man did talk about this particular song last week, um, but I don't care if it appears twice on, on this show. Uh, very special, very dear and dear to my heart. Um, we three Kings, uh, the version that I prefer, oddly (laughs) enough, (laughs) yes, sir. is from that claymation Christmas special that came out in the mid late eighties. Um, I loved when the camels were singing it. And the the reason for this, uh, uh, you weren't here, Ken, I grew up in the church. uh, I'm a baptized seventh day Adventist. And, um, we would have to, all the kids would have to do the annual Christmas show. I hated being paraded out there like that. I didn't like being put on stage. I didn't like being in front of people. So it makes perfect sense. I would later go on to radio and podcasting.
0: <laughs>
1: but um, we would do We Three Kings, you know, and uh, I hated being up there. So every practice I would get in trouble because I would sing that song the way those camels did. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was in trouble for not being reverend, you know, because I'm snapping my fingers as such, and I would get everybody laughing, and and inevitably, I was in trouble every practice. Star of Wonder, Star yeah. of wonder. Oh, Now, sorry. the problem is, we get to the actual performance, and we hit that, oh, oh, part, and everybody starts giggling, and I'm stuck there singing it the right way, because everyone else is laughing. <laughs> so, it actually... Turned twofold on me, but yeah, We Three Kings, the claymation version.
6: Born a king on Bethlehem plain, gold I bring to crown him again. King forever, ceasing never.
5: Still proceeding, guides guys to that perfect life. Frankincense
6: sense to offer have I, incense owns the. line
5: Whoa.
1: good stuff good stuff um moving on to number five uh, mountain man what's your number five
3: my number five comes from a fantastic rock band that i have grown up even though they were out and uh, out and about way before i was born favorite song giver in the world by bohemian rhapsody but i'm mm. gonna have to go with queen Thank God it's Christmas
4: yeah this is a good one oh,
6: my love. We've had a share of tears. Oh, Christmas. Yes, it's Christmas.
1: and I like the the outside-the-box thinking going rock and roll like that. Great, great song. Great song. I actually haven't heard that in ages, so this is going to be lots of fun, huh?
3: Oh, yes, for sure.
4: Shame they didn't do an entire Christmas album. That would have been cool. Oh, (laughs) because Freddie
1: Mercury had the voice for it.
3: Oh, yes.
1: Rest in peace to him, by the way. God, what a great performer. All right, Ken, number five.
4: Oh boy, Uh, I'm going to go old school again, because a lot of my choices are things that I've enjoyed since I was a tiny tot with my eyes all aglow, right? Sure. Uh, This one was written by Irving Berlin, and it has a bit of a history. And the song's supposed to basically... uh, Talk about what it was like to be overseas, at war, away from your loved ones. A lot of people don't realize that, right? But White Christmas really is about someone's wishing that they could be home and seeing the White Christmas like they grew up with. And they're only getting these Christmas cards through the mail and sending what messages they could through what was the mail back then. So that this one really touches me, and it's touched me throughout my life because what it meant to me as a little kid was like, I hope it snows for Christmas. I really hope right. that maybe we'll get some extra days off school. That would be cool too, right? And then as an adult, you're going, I don't want a white Christmas. I don't want to show the driveway. I, don't. Yeah. <laughs> I have to drive through that crap. The kids are home, and I got to drive, you know. Yeah. But, but. I I moved to Arkansas, and we don't have that much snow, but I do pray for a dusting. I do wish for those times, and it makes me think of growing up and being with my family. That's what the White Christmas means to me. No matter where you live, no matter what your climate, the, the meaning is the same. You want to go back and be with the people that you love.
7: A white
8: Christmas, just like the ones I used to know, where the tree tops glisten and children listen to hear
7: sleigh bells the
0: snow,
7: I'm dreaming of a white
8: Christmas,
7: with every
8: Christmas car
7: I write, may your day very and broad
1: And uh, I, I only know one Christmas song and who it was written by, and I'm pretty sure that's Gene Autry and Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but White Christmas. Um, I'm surprised people never made that connection as far as uh, you know, about you know, soldiers overseas and uh, what was that World War II? Yeah, that when that was written. Mm-hmm. If they hadn't seen the movie, I guess they would not make that connection. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because to me, I mean that movie. That's exactly what it's talking about. Uh, you know, just about. So that's that's a great, great song. Um, you of course Bing Crosby. I mean that golden voice, beautiful. Um,
9: that's <laughs> another <laughs> one of
1: those. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he's here. If you, you know, if he, uh, it's it's not Christmas time to me. You know, the the Christmas season. Without here a white Christmas at least once Now I live in northern New York um, I like snow on Christmas I'm that guy that it could snow December 24th it could melt the 26th and I'm Fine the problem is normally Once it starts it doesn't Stop until we've got three or four feet on the Ground And you can have all that <laughs>
3: Every bit of it
1: Yeah yeah, yeah. thank god for four wheel drive Yeah <laughs> All right, uh, my number five, uh, it harkens back to a, to a different age as well. I'm not sure who wrote it. I do know that I like this particular singer. I love his Christmas album, his Christmas music. And I'm talking about the great Burl Ives. Mm. And uh, probably one of his better-known songs. And it could just be because of that Christmas special, uh, yeah. you know, Rudolph. But Holly Jolly Christmas is one of my all-time
9: Have a holly jolly Christmas And when you walk down the street Say hello to friends you know And everyone you meet Ho, ho, the mistletoe Hung where you can see Somebody waits for you Kiss her once for me In case you didn't hear Oh by golly Have a holly jolly Christmas This year Have a holly jolly Christmas It's the best time of the year Have a holly jolly Christmas And when you walk down you know when everyone you meet. Oh, ho, the mistletoe hung where you can see. Somebody waits for you. Yes, sir, once for me. Have a holly, jolly Christmas. And in case you didn't hear, oh, by golly, have a holly.
1: It's just, it's, it's so upbeat. It's so happy. It's so festive. You're, you just can't go wrong without this song. Now, the nice thing is, I already watched Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer with my daughter the other day, so I've heard it already. So my Christmas is complete. <laughs>
4: It is it is excellent, and you, you can't hear it without thinking of those specials. You know what I'm talking about. Oh,
1: yep. absolutely. That's a we're actually doing a show next week, and that's that's our focus. Uh, you know, as Christmas continues here at the plug, is those uh, you know great Christmas specials. Growing up as a child, and I, I still enjoy them to this day. I don't watch cartoons, but I do not miss those Christmas specials every year. So we are moving on to number four, and um. I believe I want to say it's fine. Heard. Yes. Yep. Um, once again, this is a hymn. Uh, it was written in Austria, uh, written for a guitar accompaniment and a vocalist. Um, this is the great, great, great silent night. Uh, the version that I enjoy the most, and I know this seems silly, but is actually with, uh, John Denver and the Muppets from a Christmas together. That album, What I enjoy about this so much is they sing it first in German, and then as you know, you've got Jim Henson and the Muppets back. They're just kind of humming. John Denver tells a story of how this song came to be, and it's a beautiful story. And then, of course, after he's told this story, they get into the uh, you know the Americanized or English version, English lyrics of this song. It's still one of my all-time favorite songs in general just because of the meaning behind it. And I'm not an uber-religious person, but you can't be raised in the church and not have some ideas. Right. But it's, it's such a beautiful song. It's a beautiful story. You know, whether people are uh, you'll believe or not, it's still a beautiful story, and I don't think there's anything wrong with a message of hope and peace. But this version is the greatest recorded version of that song I have ever heard, and God bless John Denver. What a beautiful voice. Yeah, it's
4: definitely a fun version.
1: Absolutely. That's uh, that's actually my favorite Christmas album, is that silly John Denver and the Muppets album. (laughs) All-time favorite album. It's ridiculous. What do you have for number four there, Mr. Bills?
4: Oh, number four. Well, did we do The Mountain Man for number five?
1: Uh, Yeah, you you (laughs) started, right?
4: Yeah, okay. All (laughs) righty, then. It is the first appearance of Perry Como in my uh, that's right mr excitement himself in in the countdown here nice coming in at number four on my christmas countdown it's perry <laughs> como mr excitement himself with that great religious hymn oh holy
0: night
1: That was a lot of fun too. That is. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fun song. Um, it, it, I don't know if I like it, sung individually, sung as in a choir, but that is a. That, that's a great song. I love the highs. Uh, what is that other gentleman's name? Uh, Andrea. Uh. Andrea Bocelli or something like yes, that. He yes, does a good version, yeah. too. Oh, my God. But Perry yeah. Cobo, that's about the, the best you can find right there.
4: I'm going to tell you, I'm going to confess something. When I was doing this list, I have all my music in folders, right? I have all my CDs. I have all my albums and stuff. But I have everything backed up on MP3, right? Sure. I have a folder called uh, Xmas and holiday music. Because that's everything from, uh, you know, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch, right up through, uh, you know, the old uh, Disney Halloween albums and stuff like that. Sure. Everything's in there, right? Anything that that could fit a holiday. And I did a search for Oh Holy Night, and I have 57 different versions of this song. Wow. On various compilations and. You know, Billy Gilman does a great version. There, there's so many great versions of this song. Even Mariah Carey just nails it. It's just, but there's something special about this song. And again, it, if you're not a religious person, I could see where this might not be a thing. But that moment, where the where the song goes, fall on your knees. Uh. You know, that part right there. I don't know anybody that can listen to that and not
1: feel it. Yeah. No, not, not without goosebumps. It's 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 mind blowing and the better the vocalist, the harder that part hits you.
4: Yeah. Right. And, and here's the thing, you don't have to do this like Beyonce Whitney Houston wah, 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 thing, right. you know. It, it's just a simple delivery and it's perfect. It really uh, it, it's 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 such a beautiful song. And these first couple songs that I picked were all because these are songs that have been with me my entire life. Sure. And uh, this is definitely one of those. So that's really where it all comes from for me. That's that's where I kind of look at this. I, th- believe me, I love a lot of goofy Christmas music and everything from the barking dogs doing, you know, you know arf, 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 you know, that sort of thing. But... Uh, <laughs> And have have you ever heard the the cat one of those?
1: No, I have not.
4: Oh my god! It sounds like it almost sounds like meow meow meow. So it almost sounds like you're playing Whack a Mole with kittens. It's horrible.
1: I scares. I've got to play Whack a Mole at the beginning of the show every week.
3: Yeah, because of my skitter pal, meow meow. Yeah, he's got. Yeah. But. (laughs)
4: <laughs> but jingle bells by the kittens you know is a, so so there's a lot of fun goofy music everything from comedy christmas stuff to heavy metal and there's all it's all over the place but the real stuff that really gets me is is a lot of the classic
1: stuff so absolutely and uh as as we were saying before we came on air here uh you and i actually had several of the same songs so i had to make some changes off the cuff real quick
3: <laughs> oh i'm having two now you two going through the list i'm sitting here <coughs> scrambling on my ipad and my phone all at once sitting here going holy crap change this this that, that.
1: <laughs> oh absolutely what you like is what you like what what i was saying is we just had the same songs that. uh I, I know where we're going, and I know that one in particular is a perfect way to close this show, and that's why I wanted to switch some of mine. Mm. But uh, absolutely, that's where mine came from—is growing up, you know, and growing up as a child, and I, I still listen to these things, to, you know, to this day. Uh, so I, I, I definitely get that, and I, and I love where these are about to go. Uh, this is about to get really interesting here. Um, I believe Mountain Bands on four—is that correct?
3: That is correct. My number four, and I'll I'll tell a little story with this one since I've, I was really little. This song, I don't care. There's many different ways, many different people that has done it. But this one man that done this version of this song, everybody knows it. Everybody's heard it. But it gets me not only in the Christmas spirit, but mm-hmm. also... For winter time down south here in the mountains. Mm. So this song, ever since I've been little, every time I hear it, I know Christmas is coming, I start getting excited, very tickled to death and happy. But I'm gonna have to go with this one with Mr. Dean Martin, Let It Snow.
0: Mm.
7: Oh the weather outside is frightful.
4: dean martin that was my grandma's man she had a crush on him
1: nice i i think every lady of that time had a crush on mr martin
4: when the moon (laughs) hits your eyes like a big pizza pie that's anyway um (laughs) by the way have you noticed how much paul stanley currently from kiss kind of favors dean martin
1: actually yeah yeah that's that's kind of funny um like, like if Honestly. I was going
4: to do a TV movie and have someone play Dean Martin, like if he was on The Tonight Show, I'd I'd have Paul play him. It'd be a great casting. Anyway, sorry to derail, but <laughs> no. My my grandmother would swoon for Dean Martin, so this was uh, his Christmas albums were always played.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I'm pretty sure my grandmother was a big fan of Mr. Martin as well. Uh, my grandfather was more of a big band kind of guy. Mm-hmm. You know, um as as opposed to the Spooner like Martin or Sinatra. Uh, he was more of a um like a Phil Harris fan, you know, mm-hmm. th- things of that nature. Yeah. That's a that's a great, great tune, Mountain Man. Good you choice. you dug into your bag of tricks for that one, sir.
3: Thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: <laughs> All right, so we are moving on into the uh they did top three. This is where I think it's gonna get really, really fun. And I um oh let's see. I wanna make sure I do this right so Ken is last for number one, so let, let's go with you, Ken. You're number three.
4: From 1959, Perry Como making yet another appearance on the Christmas Top Six Countdown. This is a uh, this is a real fun one to me, and it's goofy. This is a goofy one. There's there's two uh, Christmas tunes that are goofy. There's that one where you hear like the the the, the crack of the whip. What's that one?
1: Oh, boy, I'm not even sure.
4: You know that one? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, anytime that's playing in the car and I'm with people, like as soon as the whip goes, I go, oh, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So that's one of my goofy holiday things that I do is I, oh, (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's like, like the woman's offended or someone got a spanking, you know anyway but this one makes me laugh and it's 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 meant to play up if you listen to it you know like i it said it's from 1959 it was written by al stillman and robert allen and it's there's no place like home for the holidays <laughs>
8: Cause no matter how far away you roam If you want to be happy in a million ways For the holidays you can't be home sweet home
0: Oh there's no place like home for the holidays
8: met a man who lives in Tennessee and he was a-headin' for Pennsylvania and some homemade pumpkin pie From Pennsylvania folks are travelin' down to Dixie's sunny shore From Atlantic to Pacific Gee, the traffic is terrific Oh, there's no place like home for the holidays Cause no matter how far away you roam, if you want to be happy in a million ways, for the holidays you can't beat home sweet home.
0: For the holidays you can't beat home sweet.
4: It goes back to that theme of, we just want to be together. And, you know, Mountain Man, uh, I don't know whether you know this or not, but Bush and I met in Tennessee.
0: Yes.
3: Yes, I, I knew that. I followed him the whole time he was there. So it
4: says in the lyrics here, I met a man who lives in Tennessee, and he was heading for Pennsylvania some homemade pumpkin pie. God, I'm, I'm from uh, Ohio and Pennsylvania, so that one always gets me. I think of my folks instantly and long travels and everybody that's headed home, whether it's planes, trains, or automobiles, however <laughs> you got to get there
0: Absolutely. from the
4: Atlantic to the to the Pacific, gee, the traffic is terrific, uh, and they, they do that thing like where they ramp up with the horns, where it sounds kind of goofy, like yeah. um, you know, yeah, it's it's it just puts a smile on my face. And it's Damn, a, I
3: thought you were fixing to break out Oak Ridge Boys, um, Papa Mow Mow or something there for a, a second.
4: Mow Mow, yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's just a fun romp. There's no other f- phrase I can use for it, but fun romp. It it is, you know, it's talking about getting home to loved ones, and you know, really, that's something that if you think about it, I don't care if you're traveling for work through every day of the year, you could almost play this song. I want to go home. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's really what this is about. So,
1: absolutely, you know, absolutely, I, that's how I feel all the time, anyway. Yep. I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of living up here in the north. It's cold. It's um, it's it's cold. Now, did I mention it's cold? I hate yes. it up here. But uh, that, that's where I live. My that, family's all out Virginia, so
4: you know it was so cold. Maybe that's why Chet's nuts were close to the fire.
1: I'm telling you, the open <laughs> fire from the first song. So absolutely had to thaw out. Uh, but that was, my, that was why I was in uh, uh, Nashville. Uh, I, mean, I, was, I was obviously there for the expo, but I got to spend a week at home prior to going out there. So That was an all-around mm. great trip this summer.
4: Yeah, that was lots of fun. It was a pleasure meeting you, sir.
1: Absolutely, and uh, vice versa. It's funny because, um, just to go off topic for a second, you see this gentleman sitting on the couch in this beautiful hotel. And I have no idea who he is, and then I see Mr. Ian Wadley, who I do know who he is, coming down the hall, and then walks over saying, Podfather, and I'm like, huh? Eh? He actually bowed. He, like,
4: did I, that I, genuflecting I, thing, and I'm like, stop it, stop it.
1: It was, it was a beautiful moment. And you know but how I was,
4: recognized it was Ian, don't you? How's that? Yeah, he's a guy... <laughs> Stepping out with the long hair, case of beer under his arm. I go, that has to be Ian Wadley. So, to embarrass everyone I was with, I cut my mouth and screamed, Ian Wadley! And he goes, Podfather! And he, from like down this really long hallway, it was amazing.
1: It was a great moment. But it was funny because even though he says Podfather, it didn't connect in my mind. Until you guys started talking, because yelling puts a different inflection in the voice. Oh, yeah. But once once I hear that voice, I'm like, now I'm in awe, because mm-hmm. now here's the guy that I've been listening to. Wow. Uh, so it was, it was just a magical moment all around. That was what was so great about that, uh, that expo, is putting faces and bodies to those voices was just amazing.
4: Mm-hmm. It was lots of fun. Great meeting yeah, people that. from all over the country, and canada and wherever they came in from it was amazing and the one guy came in from germany that was un- unbelievable
1: right right so I, I can't wait to see that go on again next year uh, yeah i've got to go see some more people because being a fan i've got to be up there
3: for oh, sure i will let you guys buy me lunch <laughs> oh I, that, that, since i just leave in north carolina i will take you to the best barbecue in tennessee <laughs> trust me
4: <laughs> that is the cheapest meet and greet you'll find
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy It was a good time It was definitely a good time um, But we digress Mountain Man, you're number three
3: uh, This number three comes from Granny C It is an old, old song done by many, many, many different versions But there has been uh, one band that uh, done it, I think it was a couple years ago, that has been out. Not too, too awful long. But this is a religious song. So, I mean, basically, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. But at Mm -hmm. least listening to the song, it is very good. And it is very Christmassy for what the meaning of Christmas is. But the song is called Mary Did You Know, mm. and the band that done it, that is my favorite version, will have to be the newest band that I have recently discovered, so it's new to me. A lot of people may know them a lot better, but Pentatonix version yeah. of Mary Did You Know.
4: Yeah, Pentatonix does some really nice work, and this is a, this is a good song. Ooh.
1: I, I can't wait to go back and hear it. Uh, as I was telling the mountain man earlier, I have never heard of or heard this band, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing that.
4: They are uh, fully a cappella, which is, I believe, Italian for uh, "we uh, we have forgot our instruments." So,
1: <laughs> I think that's absolutely right. Loosely translated,
4: I uh, think <laughs> we forgot our instruments. Yay!
1: <laughs> nice. Hey, boss. Nice. That's uh, that's funny. Um, Mountain Man, what kind of religious, Because mine is too, and mine could be could not be any more, uh, church faith oriented, and that's just because of my upbringing. Now, uh, before my mom and dad divorced, my mom and dad were Mormon. Um, he converted when he married a second wife, and then converted back to Mormonism on his third wife. <laughs> but, but uh, my, I, I remember growing up, my mother. Uh, she was pretty devout she had uh the mormon tabernacle choirs christmas album and uh so of course it's all you know religious hymns and uh boy i loved absolutely loved the way they did this one particular song and i think it harkens back to my love for the you know the song we three kings even though you know i goof on the claymation version i really do enjoy that song in general Uh, That was the only time sitting in church that I enjoyed singing songs because I'm not a singer. I'm I'm more of play a mean air guitar, but this one harkens back to that for me. But the way this choir gets together, it's 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 a beautiful thing. But it's the great. Do you hear what I hear? Time favorite Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. I I love the whole talking about the star. It's basically about the three wise men following that star, you know, to 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 the birthplace of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, the tale as big as a kite. I am such a huge fan of it. But the the choir itself, that Mormon Tabernacle Choir. I'm not a big choir fan, but this one in particular, I can listen to over and over and over again absolutely amazing
4: yeah it's fantastic there's been a lot of great other versions of it as well it's, uh, it's it's definitely a standard for a reason
1: absolutely i, I actually enjoy carrie underwood's version too um that's, that's another one that stands out to me but uh just growing up you know you know how it is ken as you were saying earlier you know these are the ones that kind of grabbed you and stuck with you throughout your life
4: yeah absolutely
1: all right moving on to number two um did it, uh, I believe I would go back to Mountain Man, but I want to do that for a reason. Go yeah, ahead. John.
3: Not a problem. Well, Bushy, you're actually gonna kill me because I'm going off because of where I've had to change my list. This one actually comes from the newest version of this movie. This country singer, in my opinion, done an absolute fantastic job of this song. But I'm gonna have to go with the new version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. "'Miss Faith Hill, Where Are You Christmas?'
1: I, I I don't hate that choice. That's a, that's a good one. Um, it's definitely sung better than when little Taylor Momsen sang it.
6: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's
1: a good one. That's definitely a good one. Now, the reason I went with the Mountain Man is because I asked you guys to submit your list just so that I could light up music for editing purposes. And um, myself and the Podfather have the same number two song. Hmm. And and yeah, absolutely. Second favorite song, Christmas song all time. I can't think of a more beautiful version. Mixing these two separate songs into one, I thought was pretty amazing. Now, uh, Ken, did you actually get to see the Bing Crosby episode that this came off of, the holiday special?
4: Yes, and there was a reason I remember watching it. It wasn't (laughs) just because David Bowie was going to be on it, but there's a big reason. Okay. This song was recorded on September 11th, 1977. Okay. Ooh. It was recorded for for Bing Crosby's Merry Old Christmas TV Special. Right. And let me give you a little tiny bit of history. They asked David Bowie to come on, who was a huge superstar at the, at the point. And really, when you think about it, it's like you've got David Bowie and Bing Crosby, who were the crooners of their time, right? Yes, sir. So you've got the old generation and the new generation, and they kind of joke about it when, uh, in the special itself, where he talks about, you know, the guy who lives here, and, you know, you're, you, oh, so, so you know, I've sung a few things myself. He says, oh, have you? You know, it's like he didn't even know that it was Bing Crosby, you know, so that, that interplay right. between the sure. two of them. And if, if you haven't seen this, go check it out. Online on YouTube. Absolutely. The song is Peace on Earth and Little Drummer Boy.
7: They told me. A newborn king to see pa rum pa Our finest gifts we bring pa rum pa bum pum pa rum pa bum pa rum Peace on, on earth, earth
2: Can it be
7: A Years from now see, Perhaps we'll see our finest gifts of glory. May
0: the Day
7: in of the living peace,
0: Live
7: in peace. So peace on earth. When we come, every, every child must be made. Every child must be made to care. Care enough for his man, man to give all the love that he can. I pray the my wish
2: will come true.
7: I for my child and, and your child too, I'll see my the day him him of glory. I'll see my, my day for him when, him. when men of goodwill will live in peace, drum, live in peace again, and peace
6: on
2: my. earth.
7: Can it, be? can
4: it be it almost didn't happen seriously really? yeah when when they had bowie come on and you know they're live vocals so anytime you hear this this is them live this is not uh them doing something and that uh you know, that, that was done in the studio and then punched up. So when you hear, like, the the low quality in the the albums, even when you hear the Christmas album, what you're hearing is the audio from that special, right?
1: From the television show, yes.
4: Yeah. So David Bowie did not want to do the song Little Drummer Boy. He just didn't want to do it. And he said, these lyrics don't mean too much to me. They're, you know, it's, it's really not my thing. Right. So... They scrambled at the last minute, and just as they were supposed to go before the cameras, a team of composers and writers frantically retooled the song. They added that other melody and the new lyrics as a counterpoint to all those rump-a-pum-pum parts, and they called it Peace on Earth. Bowie liked it. More importantly, Bowie sang it. Now, the reason that I remember seeing it, it was... You couldn't miss the television show because, as I said, this, this duet from with David Bowie, who was 30 years old at the time, and Bing Crosby, who was 73 at the time, recorded the duet on September 11, 1977 for the Merry Old Christmas TV special. A month later, Bing Crosby was dead of a heart attack. Wow. So by the time this was aired, it was about a month after his death. And you know how we are with celebrities in our culture absolutely we were fascinated by it so it was one of the highest rated specials of that year due to his passing sure and i think that that really helped escalate this as something that we remembered and this could have been something that could have been left in in the annals of history lost but mtv started showing it around christmas time and that that is what really led it to being picked up and put on like chris- various uh, holiday compilations and things like that. So
1: Sure, sure. God, God. I know my earliest memory was by Bob. She had a copy of it somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I actually have it on a CD, and it's, it's the goofiest Christmas holiday-type compilation there is. It's called mm-hmm. New Wave Xmas. <laughs> and it, <Well. laughs> it makes no sense for that to be on there. You know that particular song because it doesn't fit anything else with that album. It's it's just so out there.
4: Yeah, but they're putting on it because it's uh, new wave because of Bowie. Just just the fact that it's him, right?
1: Right. Well, th- yeah, I guess that makes sense because God knows that's not a new wave song. But I think that's uh, you know, out of all these songs we have we have talked about, no matter you know how powerful the song could be, no matter how you know strong the vocal could be. This one in particular was hard-pressed not to make my number one.
4: Right, right.
1: Was hard-pressed just because of the sheer beauty of this song. Now, I didn't know that backstory because 1977, September, I was two years old, going on three. You know, so I don't remember that. Oh, was, wow.
4: Yeah, I was 14. So. Uh,
1: so, so it had that cultural impact on you. Um, I yeah, just remember yeah. hearing the song growing up.
3: I would not even have thought.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know you're a baby over there. Right now,
3: you, right
1: now, you're an afterthought. So, yeah. So nice, nice.
4: But you know how I talked about how there's music mm-hmm. and there's regular music, and then there's Christian music or uh, gospel or heavy metal or whatever genre, whatever thing you're into. Uh, sure. I said that a lot of what makes Christmas music is found in everyday music. Period. Right. This song is very much in common with another song that David Bowie is associated with where they do the same exact thing. Where David Bowie does a counter harmony with different vocals that are in the main of the song. And that is Queen and David Bowie's Under Pressure. Under Pressure. Think yes, about sir. It. Insanity Knox Under Pressure We're Breaking. And Freddie Mercury singing the one part. And, you know, 'cause love is just an old fashioned word. But but love dares you to try. You know, and those tremendous lyrics about not giving up and doing, being the better version of yourself for all of humanity. That same message is, is in this song. When men of goodwill live in peace, live in peace again. Peace on earth, can it be? Every child must be made aware. Every child must be made to care. Care enough for his fellow man to give all the love that he can. Sis, that's, if you don't have chills, man, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's,
1: wow, and I never would have made that connection with the Queen David Bowie thing, although now I, now that it's been pointed out, I absolutely do, because Under Pressure is one of my all-time favorite Queen songs. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, the yeah, messages
4: that, are not far.
1: No, absolutely not. And uh, The beauty of David Bowie's voice, because he really does have a beautiful voice. I don't think he got uh-huh. enough credit for the beauty in it.
4: Right.
1: Mixed with that kind of a baritone beauty in Bing Crosby's voice. I'm I'm telling you, this was really, really hard pressed to not be my number one. Mm. Oh, good, good, good song. I'm, I'm glad we were there, Podfather. I'm glad we were there. We were on the same page with that one. Me too. All right. So I believe we're at our number ones. Um, and I had to do some switching up, uh, my number one was actually, I believe it was the Podfather's number five. That was white Christmas, right? And to be that just, that just signifies Christmas. So I want to switch it up just a little bit, just a little bit. And I want to go kind of goofy because well, hell, why not? It's Christmas time and let's do it. And that's the uh, live recording by the boss himself, mm. Mr. Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. With a little Santa Claus is coming to town.
0: <laughs> it's all cold
2: down along the beach. The wind's whipping down the boardwalk. <laughs> hey, man! hey, man! You guys know what time it is? what
0: One.
2: One. One. Oh, Christmas time! You guys all, you guys all been good and practicing real hard. Yeah, clients, you've been, you've been rehearsing real hard now. So Santa bring you a new saxophone, right? Everybody out there been good, but what? Oh, that's not many, not many. You guys in trouble out here? Come on. And you better watch out, you better not cry You better not bow, I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town
1: That version of that song.
3: That was uh, awesome mix up. That's that's killer.
1: It's a lot of fun. I just, I, you know, and I like that for some goofy reasons. Um, because we know how he kind of elongates the Santa, you know, you know, when he says Santa Claus. I just remember my sister when we were little kids, her going, Santa. Santa Claus is coming. <laughs> she would elongate yep. it even more. Mm-hmm. Wait, you know, wait, so wait, wait.
3: How did that go again? I'm
1: not doing that again. That's a good yeah, try. How did that go
3: again? <laughs>
1: Damn it, Mountain Man. But, yeah, um, <laughs> just, just because I know the brilliance that is the uh, number one coming up, I want to just throw a little fun into the mix with the boss himself, Santa Claus is coming to town. Great, great version. Mountain Man, I need your number one.
3: My number one I have changed again. <clears throat> but this one is a number one in my entire household. Bushy, you're going to hate me for this.
1: Ken, keep you saying might... I'm going to hate you. How am I going to hate you for having an opinion, sir?
3: Oh, no, <laughs> trust me. The version of this song, you might end up saying, of course. But at the same time, you might go, oh, my God, I cannot believe he chose that. This version has been done in many different ways, but the Redneck Down South version... Of this is the absolute most funniest and absolute truth about rednecks during the holiday season. So, Bushy, Ken, mm-hmm. my number one is going to be Mr. Redneck himself, Jeff Foxworthy.
0: 12 oh, totally.
3: Redneck <laughs> Days of Christmas. Woo!
10: Somebody done been to the Walmart. Oh man, this is the stuff I got for Christmas. Well you cleaned up, what'd you get? Five flannel shirts. Four big mud tires, three shotgun shells, two hunting dogs, and some parts to a Mustang GT. Epo, you got Jeff, there's 12 days to Christmas. I know that, I got it covered. Look over in the corner. That's yours too? Yeah, 12 pack of Bud, 11 wrestling tickets, 10 of Copenhagen, 9 years probation, 8 table dancers, 7 packs of Redman, 6 cans of Spam, 5 flannel shirts, 4 big M tires, 3 shotgun shells, 2 hunting dogs, and some parts to a Mustang GT these ain't normal Christmas presents. No, they're redneck gifts. Redneck gifts? Yeah, you know, like if you buy your wife earrings that double as fishing lures. Or if you convert the entire chorus of jingle bells. Perhaps if you think the nutcracker is something you did off the high dive. Or if you've ever misspelled anything in Christmas lights. Or if you leave cold beer and pickled eggs for Santa Claus. What's wrong with that? I didn't say anything wrong with it, it's hard to beat 12 pack of Bud, 11 wrestling tickets 10 of Copenhagen, 9 years probation 8 table dancers, 7 packs of redmond 6 cans of fat. 5 vinyl shots 4 big mud tires, 3 shotgun shells, 2 hunting dogs And some parts to a Mustang GT Well, you know, you can't really consider it a Christmas Unless you go down to the penitentiary and visit your mama You're not listening to me. Get the car key out of your ear. That's where the nine years probation comes in. I'm going to do it for you again. Now listen. Twelve pack of Bud, eleven wrestling tickets, ten of Copenhagen, nine years probation, eight table dancers, seven packs of Redman, six cans of Spam, five final shirts, four big matars, three shotgun shells, two hunting dogs, and some some parts two of Mustangs. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: why am I not surprised? Happy holidays, everybody! <laughs> <laughs> you can take the mountain out of the man. You can't take the man out of the mountain. That's for sure.
3: Nope, not at all.
1: <laughs> all right, uh, lovely, lovely. You know
4: that song, whether it's Jeff Foxworthy's or whoever, it, it's one of the those. Uh, there's 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 two Christmas songs that might get you killed. It might be responsible for Christmas road rage, whether you're trying to buy something at the mall last minute, but uh, heart goes the bell, ring goes the bell, da, 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 stop with the bells, bells, enough with the bells, enough with the bells, (laughs) lay off the
0: bells.
4: (laughs) That one Uh, and and the 12 days of Christmas, right? By the time it's like, okay, we get it. There's 12. We we know. (laughs) There's one partridge in a pear tree. 12, yes, okay. Can we wrap it up? Can we do yes. this in under like two minutes? Absolutely. Like, like, like some punk band should just do a, a or jive band or some should do a like two minute version of the Twelve Days of Christmas, like really super fast.
1: Super fast. And just do it once. We don't have to. We don't have to go through one and then yep. do two at one and then three two at one. Just start at twelve. Let's get this over with. I'm sure that song could be over at 35 seconds if you do it correctly. <laughs>
4: Enough with the bells. Stop with the bells. Uh, But, you know, you mentioned that uh, Bruce Springsteen and uh, and the E Street Bands version of Santa Claus Coming to Town. That, you know, you you really can't blame that on Bruce, that uh, elongated Santa part. Why is that? If you check out the 1963 version by the Crystals, Uh that's who he's uh, doing. Oh really? Yeah, if if you, you played if you want to find that version on YouTube and just play just a tiny bit of the chorus. But you can see where where he pulled that from, that that pull, so
1: Gotcha, gotcha. That's that's very and interesting. And it's weird
4: because if you if you take a look at the history of that song, right? You know, you've got Gene Autry and Perry Como oh, yeah. and all these people rankin bass and all this stuff. But uh, it wasn't until the crystals they were the ones that did that change up. And then Michael Jackson, the Jackson five did it and so on and so forth, right on up to Springsteen, which really he's, he takes the bit of fifties and early sixties rock and
1: makes it his own. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, and you know, that's why I say that's, that's probably my favorite recorded version. You know, that, that live, mm-hmm. you know, Springsteen version. Um, it's just, I, like I said I I can't help but like it. You know even that elongated part I I didn't realize somebody else had done that first. Yeah, yeah.
4: Isn't it weird how
1: as you come up
4: what becomes of you know allowed by you for Christmas changes, right? It's it's almost sure. like listen At my house, we had only tinsel on the tree and these kinds of lights, not this. And, you know, and like couples will get in big fights. No, no, it's got to be the way my family did it. And then after a while, you develop your own culture, your own celebrations, your own way of doing things. And the same thing goes with Christmas music, right? Because I remember when Bruce Springsteen's version of that first came out, I was like, oh, God, I don't want to hear this garbage. It's not Christmassy. Now I can't imagine Christmas without it. You know what I'm saying?
1: It's
4: Absolutely. become a staple.
1: It's become a staple. Well, it's All funny you right. to talk about the lights, man, because uh, like my tree, I, I don't, I don't do the real tree anymore, just because I'm lazy. So I've got a, uh, you know, I've I've got a pretty nice artificial, and it's you know, pre lit with white lights. My grandmother always had white lights. Now, me growing up, we never had white lights. I prefer the white lights. God, My girlfriend, Miss Jen, who you met uh, this summer as well, she loves color
4: lights. She's a number, let me tell you. hub. Uh,
1: yes, sir. Yes, sir. So <laughs> I'm like I don't like white lights. I like color lights, she says. I said, Well you know what? You're Damn, a lucky I man. Love you, baby. You're, I you're, rep-
4: you're, you're 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 a lucky man that she picks you.
1: Yeah, that she even puts up with me to this day. That's right. I, I, I cannot deny that. But uh, you know, long story short, I wrapped a couple strands of color lights around my tree every year just because she likes the colors. So there
4: you go. That's that's what it's all about. Is funny. Hey, you
1: can it. call it whipped. She's a great woman, so I'll stay whipped.
4: You ready? Ready? Yes, sir. Da, Give da, us that number one. There's the Christmas version of being whipped. So <laughs> there you go. There that's you go. awesome podfather
1: uh, just whipped me I, i'll take it Ian was right wadzilla was right
4: <laughs> you know he can do the best back rubs i'll tell you he would just come up i wouldn't know he would, i'd be talking to somebody Come. come up and we're talking and you know i'm at the table and they're talking to me in line and stuff like that and just as soon as they walk away and the next person would be ready to come up he'd be like don't move and he'd like start massaging my shoulder and i like God, what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> but but i would hear don't move you know in my one ear, <laughs> God. and i'm like what are you doing over there?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> great guy I had dinner with him uh the night that i got into uh nashville good yeah. guy yeah oh that's funny stuff all right i i i just i hate to put this song off any longer uh, uh right. ken it's it's, it's such a great tune. Um, it was actually by five, your one. That's funny, our ones and fives were flip-flopped. Well, I have a good. hard time arguing with it, and uh, that's why I wanted to let you go last.
4: Well, it's, it's definitely an honor, and I think that this is one of those songs that, like, when I was growing up, it didn't feel like Christmas when I heard it, but it's something that has been absorbed into our collective Christmas consciousness, if you will. Absolutely. One of the things I love about this song and I also like about the last song is that, you know, the other songs might have been like, have you been naughty and nice this year and things like this, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Oh, boy, Santa Claus is coming. But the last two songs kind of challenge us. Uh, the, the, the peace on earth, little drummer boy, can it be, you know, that one challenges you a little bit. And as does this one. And it's Happy Xmas, war is over. If you want it, and it's John Lennon and Yoko, and a choir full of people doing a live song. John was releasing singles uh, every couple weeks. He he was doing this thing where he he didn't want to like record albums. He would just record songs and right. put them out. He just wanted to get the. He wanted it to be like instant radio, instant record, right? Sure, and he did this because he felt that it's sad that the people that are saying Merry Christmas and, and whether it be people of faith or not, that everyone's talking about how we should be good and how we should treat each other right. Are we really doing that right? So it's right, a bit now, of a gut check. Yes, to like say, hey. You're another year older. Uh, there's, a, you know, uh, uh, there's a new one coming and a new one just begun. You know, I, 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 hope you had a good year, but you know, have you done anything to make it a better place? And right, and the, the refrain of war is over. If you want it it takes me back to what we were talking about during White Christmas about the guy who's or the or the person, the service person who's at home, not, not who, who is not at home. Right. Be it, uh, you know, Germany or a a desert or someplace, wherever they're serving our country, they're far away from home. And it would be great to have that day when there is no more war. And it really will be over when we all say enough. Yes. So I'm hoping that we can put out the fires in our hearts and the wars within our hearts and maybe put out the wars that are outside of us and with with others so to me this song is a call to do better and be better
1: and i uh i I absolutely agree with you now you're gonna have to help me because uh lennon i don't remember much about lennon i hardly remember when when he was killed um i was always a stones fan not a beatles fan Mm -hmm. um as i've gotten older i've gained an appreciation for him and uh i like a lot But I still don't know that I'm a fan. Mm -hmm. Lennon, however, I remember my dad had an album called "Shaved Fish," which had a bunch of these different songs on it. You know, Mm -hmm. "Imagine" was also on that album. Mm -hmm. "Happy Xmas" "War Is Over." Was that during the Vietnam era or not? Oh, it it absolutely was. It
4: absolutely was. It was uh, released uh, December first, nineteen seventy-one.
1: Okay, so yeah, smack dab in the middle of the Vietnam War. Okay. Yeah.
4: And they that's with the Harlem Community Choir.
1: Beautiful. I uh man
4: To quote the great Wikipedia because it is where all knowledge is to be
1: found. Absolutely, and it's never wrong.
4: Oh, it's never wrong. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh but let's uh let's uh let's read what it says here. Happy Xmas War is over is a Christmas song with lyrics by John and Yoko, released in seventy one as a single by John and Yoko and the Plastic Ono band with the Harlem Community Choir. The lyrics are set to the traditional English ballad, Skewball. Ball. It was the seventh single released by Lennon outside of his work with the Beatles. Remember I was saying that how he just wanted to do these like instant singles, right? Absolutely. Um The song reached number four in the UK, where its release was delayed until November of 1972 and has periodically reemerged on the UK singles charts, most notably after John Lennon's death in 1980, at which point it peaked at number two. It's also a protest song against the Vietnam War. Happy Xmas War Is Over has since become a Christmas standard, frequently covered by other artists appearing on a compilation album of seasonal music and named in polls as a holiday favorite.
1: So Yeah, absolutely. Um I I man, I couldn't think of a of a better way to to close this out. And I've actually I'm gonna delay playing it until uh until we're done, you know, commenting on it because I think it is an important song. Um and I do definitely love the message. And I know at the time uh, you know, he was writing from a place of angst about you know lives being lost in you know in uh, Southeast Asia. But it's it's definitely something that can you know be related to today, you know, war all over the place. You know, and uh, I, I agree. You know, once we've had enough, you know, enough is enough. I think we'll all be okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll ever see it in our lifetime. I don't know if we'll see it in my daughter's lifetime. But it's a, it's a beautiful thought. It's a great song, especially for a song that's really not a Christmas song. You know, um, yeah. But it's definitely great.
4: become one. It's definitely become it, one. It
1: sure has. It sure has. And uh, let's go ahead and hear that now. Mr. Mills, I want to thank you, Podfather, for coming on. That's a—it's it, a real honor. Now we do a couple goofy things here. Um, uh, before we close out our show, uh, we'd like to give you a chance to promote something. i we, we don't care what it is, you know. And, uh, movies, films, books—I—I I, I don't care. Is there anything on your mind, or even—even or even events? Is there anything you'd like to promote?
4: Well, the first thing I'd like to promote is. Pop, a pop culture podcast. You can find it on iTunes by doing a search for Pop Staff. And I'd like you to check it out. We talk about everything from The Muppets to The Walking Dead to Star Trek to Adam West to The Cars, uh, Alice Cooper, everything. So that's definitely something that I want people to check out. But I found a brand new show today, as a matter of fact. It's kind of blowing my mind. Really? Yeah, let me, uh, give me a quick second.
0: Sure.
4: There is this, (laughs) this, this new show that I don't know whether to put it under comedy. I don't know what category to put it under, but it's a podcast. And I'm sure, have you ever heard of Art Bell? No. Okay, Art Bell is this host. Uh, who does this show called Coast to Coast, or he did this show called... I'm not sure if he's still doing it. But they talk about everything from ghosts to chupacabra, Bigfoot, and all this sort of thing, right? Nice. Well, okay. there's this very weird podcast called Category Unknown, hosted by Sparkling Joe Chamberlain. Gotcha. And it is the show, a, a character named Sparkling Joe... Who, it's a very funny show, and, and what they do is he plays old episodes of his radio show, which aired in Wisconsin. It's not true. None of this is true. And he does a lot of the same voices, and he builds an entire world around everything. So if he plays a commercial, he has to write and perform a commercial. Oh, if, wow. If there's a commercial for a movie, he has to do the commercial for the movie. So everything is... Theater of the Mind. I've listened to one episode, and I have subscribed. It's called uh, Category Unknown, hosted by Sparkling Joe Chamberlain. If you do a search for Sparkling Joe, I'm sure this will pop up.
1: Okay, that would be iTunes?
4: Yeah, you can find it on iTunes, Podbean, wherever. Find podcasts or download Category Unknown. I'm going
1: to have to give that one a shot.
4: It's, it's funny. I listened to yeah. the newest episode. Just grabbed it at random and I was for
3: 43 minutes just giggling like a fool.
1: Outstanding. Outstanding. Mountain Man.
3: I'm going to promote the same thing here lately that I have the past few weeks because of the holiday season.
1: Depends on um, undergarments.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, Ken. I told you not to tell anybody my dark secret. Gosh.
4: It's not that dark. We can all see.
3: Well, yeah, is sister. No, uh, I'm going to have to run with, uh, for it being the holiday season, uh, toys for tots or uh, uh, anything with this holiday season to help with kids, St. Jude's for the kids that's in uh, hospitals, especially during the holiday season, not getting to be out with everybody else seeing Christmas lights or getting to see Santa out and about. Uh, go donate, help any way you can possibly for any organization that is helping with the children this holiday season.
1: All right. Outstanding. Outstanding. Uh, I always feel so shallow when you hit me with the Toys for Tots in the, the, the St. Jude's saying because i just not going that deep. Um, coming up December 17th, uh, 2017, I don't remember what time. I want to say 7 or 8 p.m. on Fox They're going to be doing uh, a live broadcast of the Broadway version of my all-time favorite Christmas film.
4: Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, So I want everybody to tune in. And uh, if you're like me and love a Christmas story, we have to hope and pray and pray and hope that they do not mess this up. But they will be doing a live broadcast of a Christmas story. I'm hoping it's good. (laughs) (laughs) They did a great job with Grease. You know, Grease Live was amazing, so I'm hoping.
4: Not such a great job with Rocky Horror.
1: No, no, that was not very good. <laughs> but here's how Is that I'm because we at can't it. get past Tim Curry?
4: No, no. I, I think that uh, there was some character changes that were strange, and I don't mean different actors and actresses playing them, but the characters' motivations kind of messed things up, right? Right. So stay true to the story i don't care who plays it right sure that can be judged on its own merit so here's how i'm approaching this because i love a christmas story
1: ken you and i are the only one
4: yeah, right. There's a reason it's on like 39 times on Christmas Day, right, on TV. Yes,
1: yes. See, I agree. Everyone seems to hate it that I talk to, though. So I love the fact You're that you You're just talking Apple to
4: Google. the wrong people, right?
1: Right. We don't need that kind of negativity in That's our lives. That's right. We
4: don't need that negativity in our lives. So. <laughs> uh, but here's how I look at this. I'm going to be celebrating... A Christmas Story. When I watch that with those people on stage, everyone that's at home, it's it's almost like watching a parade of a Christmas Story. There's there's no way that they're going to get it just right, but it's well, it, to me it speaks about how much this is part of our pop pop culture, right?
1: Absolutely. And uh, with it being the Broadway, it, it's it's based on the Broadway production, not on the you know the classic film. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming it's going to be a musical, you know, oh, yeah. Matthew Broderick does a lot of musicals. So, so I'm assuming it's going to be a musical. Seriously. And, have uh, you
4: ever seen anything that Matthew Broderick wasn't good in? Now, keep in mind, I'm not saying everything he was in was good, Sure. But he's always great.
1: He is. In fact, uh, one of my favorite films with him would be, um, Glory. Yeah.
4: Great movie.
1: Oh so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but that's what I want to put out there. Christmas Story Live, December 17th, on Fox, 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock. I'm not sure. Check your local listings. I, I can't wait. I, I I own the film on Blu-ray, and on Christmas Day, it's tuned to TBS, 24 hours. It's on. <laughs> right. Well, I would like to, once again, Mountain Man, what do you think, man? How, how can we thank this guy enough? I I just really appreciate you coming on.
3: I start to say there really ain't no words to thank him enough. If there's anything ever, dude, we very, 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 very much appreciate you joining us today, especially just in general. Uh, your your podcasts, all the ones you do are spectacular and fantastic. There, There's really nothing we can do but say thank you very much for joining us. We, we very much appreciate it.
4: Well, the honor is mine. It's uh, great to be invited to the show it's just another step towards world domination it's ken's mm-hmm. world we just live in it you know that sort of a thing hey,
1: uh, absolutely yeah. you'll get called the pod father for nothing i mean come on yeah, yeah. Ask, any,
4: ask anyone that lives with me they'll tell you who's that what
1: what, what? Huh? 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 what? oh yeah that guy with the ego oh the schmuck <laughs> the schmuck Oh no! It's a it is an honor. I do appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. And uh, the, the way we always end this show is I just ask you if you have any final thoughts.
4: Love is my final thought.
1: And that is a good one. That is a good one. Happy a holidays. More of that.
4: Merry Christmas. Happy Kringle. Uh, Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy whatever you celebrate day. Happy overeating day. Happy <laughs> gift giving. Happy, happy gift getting. So, whatever it is to you, take care of the kids.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Well said, sir. Mountain man. Final thoughts.
3: Merry Christmas. Same as always. Stay sick. Take care of one another. Skitter pal, meow meow. Mountain man out.
1: All righty. We we'll take this time one last time. I'm going to thank the pod father himself, Ken Mills. Thanks to Mountain Man, motherfuckers by vinyl. I'll see you next week.
4: Meow, meow.
8: Hey,
1: this was really
8: fun. We hope you liked it, too. Seems like we've just begun. When, when suddenly, suddenly we're, we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Because now it's,
0: it's time, time to go. go.
5: But hey, I say, well, that's okay. Because we'll see you very
1: soon, I know. Very soon, I know. What the fuck is this shit? This is how we say goodbye on the plug. See you next week.